We get to talk about the spiritual gift of helps. Help me. We get to, um, does, does the help me Rhonda, help, help me Rhonda, does that come to mind when we do this? Oh. Okay. So, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is one of the listed there in 1 Corinthians 12. And it is commonly I, I understood to be practical, uh, just do stuff around the church, assist people, which is, you know, it's all good stuff. And unfortunately, that's not it. This is a spiritual gift of helps. So the spiritual gift of helps, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, is where you find this. And this is in the list of other gifts, and it's those who can help others. And then we have to sort out what we are talking about. And this, I think, is, is exciting to find out that there is something more to what God has in store for all of us. And we get to enjoy the normal process of, of being helped or helping others, but also that God has even an, another level, a, a greater empowerment to do some specific things. So, super and natural gift of helps. And there is, there's a natural part to that, just as human beings, and then as those who are God's people, we are called to be to love others and to assist and to be available to help. So all of that is is part of this process. That's the natural. I have an image there on the screen, and you have a little piece of it. I lived in Nuremberg, Germany for a while, and there's an artist there who lived there during the Reformation period in Germany. So Luther... Martin Luther has done his thing, and there's been a, uh, a movement towards let's get into the scriptures and find out how God is speaking to us and what we can do. And, and there's a family there, the Durer family, and, and this uh, image is from that family. Albert Durer and his brother Albert, they had a, the family had a number of kids, but they're young, and they had to make a decision about what are we going to do? We need training and how do we get to go to the to develop the skills we need? How do we get to go to school? And there was no money in the family to do that. So the brothers decided that one of them would go to school while the other one worked in the mines and make money and pay for the school. And then when he was done with school, then he would go to work using his skills and pay for the other one. And that was the plan. So that's what is unfolding. Albert goes to school. And he's learning to be an artist. And he's, he's learning sculpture and painting and etching. And he's doing all sorts of things and gotten quite good at all those things. They're also caught up in this Reformation, the idea of that, that Jesus, the salvation is real and available to them. And they're rejoicing in what God has done and provided for them. So the brother, Albert, is in the mines working. Albert finishes, finishes his schooling, and they're having a little family celebration party, and he says, okay, Albert, it's your turn. And Albert shows him his hands. He shows Albert his hands, and he says, I, 
I can no longer do that. The joints don't work right. These hands are worn out. So there's no future for me in anything else. But what he had done all this time is prayed. You seen the praying hands? Those, those are Albert's hands, made by Albrecht in honor of his brother who helped him. Do helps matter? Yeah. Do we need it? Yeah. None of us make it through alone. We've been helped. Somebody's been there for us. Albert was sacrificed a lot, but if wherever you see that, and maybe you've heard that story, there is a testimony to their brotherhood, to God's glory, and to the help of one brother for another. And Albert loved his brother, and he is immortalized because of what he did with his hands. So there's super and natural gift of helps. And in, in our Christian lives, we're going to see both. There are times we're called to help when we can, to come alongside to, to uh, help somebody get groceries or help them with a change of tire or pay the rent or be an encourager to them in, in hard times. We just come along at, at different points in, lives, in our lives and help people around us. That's, that's helping. And it part of it. That's a natural part of helping. And, and there are times when we're just grumpy and selfish and we don't. And that one we're told, don't do that. As, as often as we can, we're supposed to be the yes people who say, yes, I'll help. I'm available or I'll make myself available to come alongside and help. So that, that's, that's a natural thing. The supernatural and, and not that the natural isn't remarkable, but the supernatural side of helps, the gift, is not that. And often these are, in, within the church structure, the idea of deacons. So if you've been in a church where elders, you have elders and deacons, the deacons are to take care of the practical matters of the property and, and keep the church going. Sometimes they take care of the finances. They're just more of the... The hands-on, keep this thing going. Elders are taking care of the spiritual level of things, and they're divided in terms of the responsibilities. So this gift is often assigned to the deacons because they are doing, that's helps. They're coming alongside to make things happen. And that's not it. That's a position, and it's helpful, and the practical things need to be done. All of those things have a place, but they're different than the supernatural, spirit-given gift of helps, which we will, yeah, we'll get to it. All right, from I can't to I can. There's a part of being involved physically or, or just helping other people or thinking of what we can do when we come alongside other people or, or just looking at the world around us, we can make a difference. And sometimes that, that kind of helping needs to be part of our Christian mindset. That God loves the world, he cares about people, he is involved in the world around us, and he wants to bring good into the world. And we can be a part of that, and we can be 
people who take initiative, we can be, be inventive and innovative with ideas and figure out things that we can do. And often we come to this, oh, I can't. I can't. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm too weak. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too broke. Uh, I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too whatever it is that we come up with. I can't. And it just this is from Jim Quick in his book Limitless. Unlimiting, which apparently is not really a word because when I put it in here, my little grammarly thing on my computer kept saying nope, nope, nope. So, so he must have made it up. Anyway. Here you go. The actor process of casting aside inaccurate and restrictive perceptions of one's potential and embracing the reality of that. With the right mindset, motivation, and methods, there are no limitations. So you've maybe heard Tony Robbins or some motivational speakers, Wayne Dyer or some, some... on PBS or somewhere, and, and they'll talk about the things, that, the human potential, and that there's more in us. And that's, it's true. They, they kind of move it into the idea, uh, maybe a little far into idolatry, but it's still there's, there is more to what we can do, and we can make a difference in this world by going beyond ourselves and getting past the I can't to the I can. And those possibilities are given to us by God. Those are talents and abilities and a mind and, and whatever we have at our fingertips. We just need to have the right mindset, the motivation, and methods. Now, he's wrong about no limitations because now we can do better. But limitations exist. And there, there, there's going to, you know, you run out of money at some point, you run out of time at some point, you run out of strength at some point. So there, there are limitations. But we can certainly do better. I get, I get what, he's, what he's saying about that. And to go beyond is it, it, it's phenomenal. But we need to employ all of those things in our interactions in this world with other people. So the helps thing, just in the natural scene, is is really awesome, and we, we, ha- we are called to be part of it, and we have a right to be part of it. But here's the, here's the limitless part. Plugged into limitless. Philippians 4.13. For I can do all things, all things, everything through Christ who gives me strength. That's where we go to get the limitless part. It's always going to be back to the divine it is God who is limitless. He has all knowledge. He knows what we need, when we need it. He knows what others need, when they need it. And he has the resources to make this happen. And he can draw from the powers of heaven to use and flow through us. So we turn to him for the limitless part. And we, we only know so much. We can only do so much. We can probably do more than we think, but it's still, we're going to be limited till we turn to Christ. So just, I'm just trying to give you some generalities here on the whole idea of helps. So here's the gift of helps. Helps is first spiritual. And I'll let that sink in just a, just a bit. Helps is first spiritual and then supported by the practical. So it's going to be spiritual first, then practical. But wait a minute, helps is always practical and then 
maybe spiritual, just you just help. No, no. It starts with spiritual, supported by the practical. It is God-oriented, Christ-glorifying, and Spirit-empowered. And we're talking about the gift of helps. The exercise of the gift of helps will be evident in the awareness, initiation, and self-giving act of spiritual rescue, development, and fulfillment. It's going to work in the lives of people to help them in a spiritual manner. We're talking about moving from the, the limited world in which we live to the eternal heavenlies. We're going to talk about the kingdom of God on earth, talking about the realities of the spiritual life versus the physical ongoing way we approach life. And let me show you how this works. So prayer. Prayer. This is intercession and training, just putting this in with the gift of helps. Uh, this is how it's manifested, how the Spirit helps. And the Holy Spirit helps. Huh. Okay, we got our, got our word. Helps us in our weakness. Good. For example, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Well, that's not even where my mind went on helps. What are you talking about? What The gift of helps? You realize that when we use this term, that when Jesus is describing the coming of the Holy Spirit, he says, this is who I'm sending. The helper. What? Yeah. He's going to come alongside. He's going to help you with these things. What things? Changing my tire? Paying my rent? Yeah, that's why I died on the cross. You should have gotten some decent Michelins and you wouldn't have this problem. No. Because there's a spiritual reality and the Holy Spirit's going to come alongside as helper, and empower you and help you in ways that you don't know and you need to grasp the spiritual, the eternal, beyond the limitations of yourself. And the Holy Spirit is going to do that. He helps. Don't know how to pray. We get into these situations. And we're going, I don't know. I, uh, I want to listen to what God is... is uh, saying, and I want to do what God wants me to do, but there are times I don't know how to pray, and I don't know what to pray for people, because sometimes we get in, in, involved with a friend or a prayer request, and we just throw those out. We do that in the church in, in general ways, and we just, the, the answer to everything, so-and-so is sick, so-and-so is struggling, so-and-so, and we just go, Make it easy on them. Make them healthy. Make them wealthy. Make them wise. Make them famous. Make them... We just go through the list. And make them happy, because that's what every parent wants for their children. You know, all, that's all the, those are the generalities that we're going to respond with. And the reality is God is doing something so much bigger, so much more impactful for that individual, for their family, for the world around them, and we don't pray appropriately because we don't join God in that. Sometimes because we don't want to, 
often because we don't want to. We just want it to be fixed the way we want it to be fixed, and we're mad at God. He doesn't do it that way. So how does the Holy Spirit help? He's going to help us pray as we ought, because sometimes men and women, we don't know how to pray. So the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, for example. We don't know what God wants us to pray. The Holy Spirit will pray for us. He joins with us. And look at 2 Corinthians 1.11. And you are helping us by praying for us. So the whole idea of prayer gets tossed. You know, that's a nice thing to do. Isn't that sweet? Glad you did it. Facebook, smiley faces, little hands. All the stuff goes up. And what he's talking about is power from on high. God himself is empowering people to pray for others. And that power is released from them, through them, into the atmosphere to that person to change situations, change mindsets, to work in their lives, to bring out God's best for that person. And Paul gets it. You're helping us by praying for us. Not, isn't it sweet that you thought of us, but you are helping us to overcome whatever situation is there, to accomplish the purposes that God put them on earth. You are helping us. So it's the gift of helps. I don't know. You, you brought some, I don't know, a couple of chickens by. I needed that. Wash my windows. That was good. Those are all helpful. That's not the gift of helps. Supernatural, given from God, moving people from this mortal existence into the immortal, bringing the heavenly into the earthly, changing what we normally expect and experience into something that is greater and connects with what God is doing on the whole. Coaching, guidance, and lifting. So more helps. And it manifests in spiritual assistance. And this is in Galatians 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help, help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. To brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back. So the part of the helps idea is people are going to get off track. We're going to miss it. We're going to not understand what God is doing, or maybe we understand, and in this case, decide, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I think my thoughts are better than God's thoughts. He's, he's nice to have out there for heaven someday, but for right now, I think I know better. So I'm going to do it my way. That's the sin part. So someone comes along and says, no, I'm going to help you get back on track. So the gift of helps is going to be in, poured into this person by the Holy Spirit who comes on a person and moves that person to say something to guide another 
back onto the right path. And this is, this is a challenging thing because for, for the normally critical Christian, it's really easy for them to point out to everybody all the stuff they need to do to get it right. And, and they have a list of things that can help you get right. And they will do it every week. And they are so wonderful to do that. I am being facetious. It is not helpful at all. In fact, somebody needs to straighten them out. Because when we start with this, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person. The critical, spirited Christian is not doing that gently and humbly. And if they're doing it out of a critical spirit, then that's not the exercise of this gift at all. The gift is going to show up in, in power, empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's going to be in the character of the Holy Spirit. It's going to reflect the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. All those things are going to be there. The person is going to be able to share those things to help a person get back on track so that they understand that God has something more for them, that they're still loved, and they don't have to be ripped apart. They don't have. They always, in any correction that God brings our way, He's always thinking in terms of redeeming that person, restitution, bringing them back, or bringing them back into the to the family, and knowing that they are loved and that they are precious, and that the whole idea of just ripping people. Uh, that comes from another source, so that's that's not either that's not neither helpful. It's not it's not the ref, a reflection of the people of God. It's not what God has informed us to do. Definitely not the gift. So the gift is going to be able to to identify what we would not what we would miss. So just like in prayer, I don't know what to pray. I don't I don't know what to see. I think something's off here. With another person, that you, because of the sin means that they're off, they're off track, off the path. And there's a narrow path, remember, and a wide one. So it's easier to get the wide one and hard to get stay on the path, the narrow one. So this is the Holy Spirit saying, no, this is the narrow one. And sometimes even as you know, we're we're together as in, as people, we miss that that's happening. We miss that that's unfolding in another person's life. We may not even know where the sin exists. In another person, it may be obvious at times. At other times, it just be totally just something on the side, something they're thinking, something they're involved in. And the Holy Spirit says, "You need to help that person." So, go speak this. What kind of guts does it take to go to an individual and say something to help them stay on track? And you are taking a shot in the dark because you don't know. I mean, if it's an obvious one, that's pretty easy. Still gutsy because the thought in the back of the mind is that if I don't get punched, they're not going to like me ever again. That's a natural tendency. So can't say anything. And God is saying, you can't help people if you don't say something, if you don't do something, if you don't 
respond in obedience to what the Holy Spirit is doing to lead and to guide and say, if, you, if anyone is caught in some sin, which means that they are not experiencing the fullness of God and God wants them to come and enjoy all of it, the abundance that Christ makes available. But they're caught up in something, so they're going to miss it. So the loving thing, the, the worldly Christian would say, well, just don't say anything. You just, you just let them do what they want to do. Wow. Okay. Just around the corner, the bridge is out. Just don't say anything, though, because, you know, they like driving 75. Okie dokie. Is that loving? No. God has something more in mind, and he wants us to be coming alongside as the paraclete, the helper that God sent, the Holy Spirit. When we're doing, when he is manifesting through us, we are acting as a human ambassador for God himself, and we are speaking into another person's life to help them be on track. So that's part of it. There's intercession, the praying for others, and we're helping others by praying for them because God is releasing that power. And also that gift of helps includes spiritual assistance, and it can, it can be coaching like just guiding somebody through here, this is how to study the scriptures, or this is how to pray, or this is how to connect with God himself, or this is understanding how the world, uh, God's perspective, his, his worldview of how this whole system works. And he provides us a, a means of bringing that, and we, by using the gift of helps, come along with someone else, to help them understand those things or to help them out of a sin or to help them discover the powers or the gifts that they have because that may be part of it as well. But we come alongside to help in these ways. Those, so the helps is first sp- spiritual and then it's practical. It's spiritual, then it's practical. And the results are going to be, as the Holy Spirit is working through us, it will be evident in the awareness of the uh, of us uh, for us and other people initiation spiritual initiation getting it understanding it moving in it uh, self-giving act of spiritual rescue development and fulfillment we're going to see those things develop we're going to see people rescued from sin or failing or falling somehow and then finding fulfillment in their lives finding fulfillment in relationships finding fulfillment in their activities, in their work, in, in, in a lifetime. All of that's going to come together because somebody comes alongside and exercising the gift of helps can, can use that. So we're told that the Holy Spirit gives some people, all of us are supposed to be helping each other. That's part of it. And so there's, there's that responsibility. But some are going to have the gift, the spiritual gift of helps, which is going to go beyond and have more of the Holy Spirit power operating in and through them so that they can come alongside and do some things that are spectacular. And I think, Lord, bring it on. You know, just turn some people loose with that. That's just pretty awesome. And I, I, there's a, when you look at the list of spiritual gifts, and I, you probably haven't caught this, so I'll tell you just in case you didn't, Typically, when people talk about the spiritual gifts, they'll lump together revelatory gifts. And so you've got prophets and speaking in tongues and 
words of knowledge and wisdom and 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 so they're put kind of on a pedestal and there's like lightning going off around them and all kinds of cool stuff and then and then later and those take a long time to explain and then you get to these and then there's helps and then, and then there's administration and then there's so we'll always go after the greatest of the gifts you go huh I don't know, I'm kind of looking through these going, you know, these, these other ones are pretty awesome. There, there's nothing here that is weak and pitiful. These are really amazing things that God has made possible for the people who are walking with him. He wants to empower us with things that are so remarkable. And, it's not, and this isn't they. everybody gets this. So this is... The Holy Spirit chooses. He's going to bring it. And uh, and we also can ask him for it. I mean, he, he will appoint some, but also we can request things. So this isn't a bad one to request. I, it just it just strikes me as this, this is just pretty amazing. So my spin on this is I have given you some of the revelatory gifts mixed in so you had miracles last time now we're having helps because i want you to see them all as valuable they're all important they're all god-given there's no there's no low-rated gift (laughs) these are just all necessary and and valuable i'm just I, i just get excited about all of them which maybe I just need to calm down. But anyway, instructions for practicing gifts. And this is, eh, we just keep hitting on these same things. But uh, God-centered, so it's always going to come back to that. Christ-honored. And those things are important to remember. Sometimes when we look at a gift, or someone who looks gifted, because there is an appearance of looking gifted there's 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 a and people will say that well that guy is so gifted and it depends on you know what they write or speak and it's usually somebody who's writing or speaking doing something like that that draws attention when that attention is about self or about their organization usually named after themselves that's not exactly god-centered or christ honoring it may be it's not to take that away. There, there are definitely people who have personalities and, and talents that lend themselves to that. But there's also a question of, so how much of this, why is it when you do your Facebook posts, it's always about you and what you accomplished? Why is it you talk a little bit about what God did here, but humble brag, it loops back so that it points to you? you go, Whoa kind of violates this whole deal, doesn't it? This is, this is going to be God-centered. It's going to come from Him. It's going to do something powerful in another, another person's life to help them in their life in the kingdom of God. It's going to honor Christ. It's Spirit-empowered. This is coming from out there, the limitless, true limitless, into us who are limited and he's going to operate in and through us. That, so if we have this gift or if we see this gift in operation, these things should be evident. Pursuing God's purposes. 
Well, every time I pray, I'm just praying those people be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and always happy. Well, then that's not God, because that's not God's purposes. He's after holiness, and he's after people being able to live life here fulfilled. They may live in concentration camps and accomplish exactly what he wants them to accomplish. Well, that ain't happy, and they don't have a color TV and a cool remote. Nope. They're just lucky to eat once in a while. Well, how do you put those things together? If our only view of what God is supposed to do and and his purposes are Western Christian American middle class America values, it's not it. He's bigger than all that, and he's doing much more than that. So it's pursuing God's purposes. And if we don't know what those are, we've got to get into that and figure it out because we'll miss these if we don't understand what he's trying to do. Supporting spiritual direction and development. Gift of health, the spiritual gift of help from the Holy Spirit is going to help someone in their spiritual direction and their development. And this is going to happen, assisting in, in the gift will show up in in these ways as well, assisting in spiritual growth of individuals, groups, or the church. It can be individual, one-on-one. It can be in a small group as people gather together or the church as a whole or the church worldwide. But this is, the gift is going to, the help is going to be to help that person spiritually stay on track to experience the fullness of God that he has in, in, in store for them. Assisting in spiritual growth of individuals, groups, or the church. So we offer, that's part of the reason for the paraclesis gathering. Paraclesis is also that Holy Spirit comes alongside and helps. So we gather together to be around tables Sunday mornings, the small group. The idea of that is so that the Holy Spirit is operating in each person, speaking to them and through them to the other person as they share with one another, encourage, build up, and and help that other person fulfill the things that God has for them. So that's part of the exercise is to do that and then to see what gifts God may reveal as a result of doing that and how he wants to show up in the lives of the people who are uh, sharing with one another in different ways and helps is, is one of the gifts that will be evident and can be used in that time. And we also... But an aspect of this whole paraclesis thing is to pray for one another because that encourages and builds up. But everybody then in this group around the table is prayed for. And whatever it is in their minds is they share and say, because part of what we include in this is, so what would you like for me to pray for you? They share that. Here's the magical part. The Holy Spirit and the gift and through the gift of helps helps us. Does that person really know what they need to be prayed for? That's typically health, wealth, problems, right? What does the Holy Spirit know? So much more. So what can he do with someone with a gift of helps? He helps us in our weaknesses when we don't know how to pray. And he will tell us how we can pray for that other person. 
the things that they need. What do they need? They need to stay on the path. Are they stuck in a sin? Are they missing something that God wants to just pour out on their lives? The riches of heaven. Because of something stupid that they've done or they're doing. How do you know they pray for that? Because they're not going to mention it probably. Oh yeah, I think I'm doing something stupid. No, they may not even recognize it. How do you know what to pray for? Because the Holy Spirit does know. And he helps us in those times. And he gives us the information. He may not even explain it. But he may help us when we're open to him. And we're praying with that other person. So it's a time to practice it. And pray for that other person. Those things that God intends. Because he wants to work out miracles in their lives. He wants to take them further than they've ever been. He wants to reveal in them character that they've hidden or lost or closed the door on. And he just wants to bring it all out. And the Holy Spirit is helping us do that. It's part of the process. Assisting in spiritual growth of individuals, groups, or the church. So what to do about the gift of helps? Acknowledge the gift and appreciate that some have the gift. See, there's a thing that happens even for those believers who are walking with Jesus and uh, being jealous of people, envious of gifts that they may have, and you go, well, I want that one. How come they get that? And I don't get that one. Jesus loves hearing that tone. He, he just, boy, that is so endearing. Acknowledge the gift and appreciate that some have the gift. Allow the Holy Spirit to determine who, when, and where the gift is applied. So we're leaving it up to Him. We can ask Him for it. We're told we can do that. So we can request these gifts. Appreciate that the gift may manifest in anyone in the church. Which is awesome. That's in Acts chapter 2. When all this started and the Holy Spirit shows up, the whole thing is, this is for everybody. And God's going to show up and do things in everybody. All the followers of Christ. And he's got a whole bunch of these. Like a quiver full of arrows he's got that are they're different. And he has something for each and every one of us. And it's an opportunity for us to see if we really trust him. If we're going to look to him. If we're going to believe him. If we're going to exercise those things that he says, this will help you to grow, to develop in truth, and experience the fullness that he wants to pour out on us. So, these are manifestations of the Holy Spirit, and this one is helps. So I hope it helped. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing us some time together to look into this gift. Thank you, Ruach, for your wondrous work in us and through us. Thank you for the things you're going to continue to do, things you're doing right now. We are excited to see how this will all work out. Thank you for your help. In Jesus' name, amen.